0: Hello and you're very welcome to the Life Changes podcast brought to you by Westmeath Libraries and supported by Creative Ireland. Over the course of this 10-part series, we'll be talking to local people from all walks of life about various changes they've made and how those decisions have enriched and improved the quality of their lives. You'll hear interesting stories from all sorts of people sharing their own unique and inspiring reflections on new directions. Recently, Anne-Marie Kelly caught up with Peter Burrows to talk about how the men's shed has gifted him a lifeline and a life-changing experience.
1: Peter, you are in the Mullingar Men's Shed. That's correct. So how did you get involved in the Mullingar Men's Shed?
0: I had a guy to do a job for me one time by the name of Ray. He's an electrician. And he was doing the job and he saw me doing a job at home and he said to me, would you be interested in joining the Men's Shed? I hadn't thought about it. And I said, no, I don't know. You sprung it on me so quick. Yeah. I said, I didn't, I didn't know what to say to him, really. So I said, leave it with me. So he came back to me to to look at another job about a fortnight later. And he said, well, did you think about that? I said, I did think about it. I said, I don't know what to do. He said, well, just come up, he says, meet the lads. That time we were only starting off. Mm. We actually opened the place. So uh, I met Charlie and Danny and I brought a friend of mine, Pat Begley up with me and we had a great time. And we got it all set up. We spent a lot of money on it and Ray helped us. We put up new lights, new ceiling, tools, everything like that. And we got on great.
1: So we're in, we're in the glorious column barracks. Isn't it unbelievable here? It's so oh, it's lovely, yeah. beautiful, isn't it?
0: Yeah, long may it last, please God. <laughs> well,
1: it's not exactly derelict because if you see all the units, it's the, box, the boxing club is here and there's Everything. an antiques.
0: Yeah, there's a guy here. He has uh, boys in need or girls in need.
1: Oh, is and there? And they
0: assemble and repair bicycles. Okay. So there's, you know, there's several activities going on.
1: It's lovely to see it, isn't it?
0: Yeah. A friend of mine told me about this place, so uh, we came up and I looked at the billet, it's an army billet, absolutely nothing in it. So anyway, we accepted it, we all come in, we washed it down, we scrubbed it down. I came in for four days, I uh, painted all the walls, painted all the floor, or three of the guys, Charlie, Kieran and Danny, they rewired the whole premises. They've done a fantastic job, I have to say.
1: Do you have to pay rent for it?
0: No, we don't pay rent.
1: And it's central ta- to town. It's
0: great, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it warm? Uh, we have a stove there. Okay. See, we're only from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock. Right. We light the stove. Oh, that's the first thing we do, we make tea.
1: Oh, tea's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're
1: the tea maker.
0: Well, we take it in turns, but unfortunately, <laughs> some of them are... Uh, allergic to tea bags
1: <laughs> and do you bring then biscuits you bring yeah, the, do yeah.
0: You? i do I, buy, I bring in biscuits and tea and milk and everything i get reimbursed of course yeah we pay subs every month
1: right so you used to be a lorry driver
0: that's correct and
1: yeah. you, you lost your job do you want to tell us what happened
0: no i just uh, i used to draw the tobacco from dewey egbert's at that time the tobacco factory yeah in mullingar right. imperial owned it then we were on contract, I was there for 21 years. And then uh, they lost the contract and then some other company came in. I was with the other company, fantastic, Virginia Transport, couldn't praise them enough. Right. My money was always there. They treated me well. I had good lorries, everything, but then Traffic got such a chaotic situation.
1: What year are we talking about?
0: 2000.
1: Yeah, so Before 20. the motorway. Okay, okay.
0: It got so boring and frustrating that my wife used to come with me. I used to do two trips to Dublin a day, which was no bother. I loved driving. But, um, but a... she came with me on the second run to, I suppose, <laughs> to break the boredom. <laughs> yes. They yeah. took me inside the factory then. I had just applied for them and they said no bother. I started drawing tobacco from the factory in 1974. I never looked back at it, like, I'd fantastic. I paid the bills and I have a great, I read on my family on it and everything. Yeah. But then well, I was in the factory, I had to retire at 65. Right. They, they don't uh, let you stay on. I did ask to stay on and they said, well, they'd love me to stay on, but unfortunately company rules.
1: So you had a lot more to give though, I'd say. Peter.
0: Oh I did of course, I, I honestly thought because I had a full license of bosses and lorries, and I didn't even think about retiring, because when I was driving, people were looking for me, would you go here and would you do a job there And everything? But actually, when I retired, I was surplus to requirements.
1: So but you that was it. so
0: then I came into this place. We set up this place. Yeah. It's cost us at the moment. I say within 10 and 11,000 to do it the way we want it now. That's with machinery.
1: And where do you get the money from?
0: We got a grant. Great. We got a couple of grants.
1: Yeah.
0: We got Actually, we got a grant from the lotto, which was, you know, in different things and buying and selling things. We make more or less anything. I'll give you an example. A woman coming in, she had two half barrels. She wanted them restored. Mm. And she wanted wheels put on them. So we did that. Another guy come in, he wanted a, a frame put around a picture he had. We did that. I mostly make planters, what they call planters, Yeah. for the garden to put in plants and-
1: And of course the buddy benches, that was oh, the, the reason why I met you. Yeah. They were brilliant. They're all different yeah, colors. they were great, they were a great, yeah. were a
0: great uh, boost. I, I actually brought that idea into the men's shed. I read it in a paper. Mm-hmm. It originated from Germany. Um, you have a bench and you paint it as many colours as possible yeah. so that it sticks out into your, you know, it comes to your notice straight away. The child sits on the buddy bench. Yeah. If a teacher sees the child sitting on the bench, they go up to him, well, Jimmy, what's wrong? Yeah. Johnny won't let me play. Johnny's bullying me. I don't, And it's started straight sure. away. Yeah. And it's been a complete success. We had a letter from a principal in a school, I won't mention the school, But uh, he thanked us so much. It was complete success.
1: Yeah. Do you think that this kind of saved you? Oh, it's
0: great. It's great, honest to God. Well, I was busy all the time. I have three daughters. And they are always, Daddy, would you do this? And, you know, (laughs) it's, it's no more different than anybody else. But it's nice. I only two days a week. And then in the good weather, maybe we might go out for a day. We went to Sligo last year and we had a great time.
1: Yeah. And have you made friends?
0: Oh yeah. We have lots of people interested in the common, but unfortunately, we are not trained to mind people with major disabilities.
1: Yeah, okay. Do
0: you understand? Because all the tools and everything here. there. We did have two young lads. I would loved them to bits. Yeah. They were Down syndrome. I loved them. I brought them in goodies and everything, but we just couldn't watch them in the end.
1: It shows a social need though for that kind of a situation where you can have people like, you know, who have inabilities to come into a situation. that oh, if you were yeah. trained, it'd be perfect for the have it.
0: We have people come there. We had the guy come there and he was, uh, he had breathing problems. But as he said, all I can do, I've nothing to offer. He said, only my two hands, I can make tea. Right. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> we went to visit a men's shed in Kilbegan and it really impressed me. They had on. They yes, had nothing. Right. They had this, an old three-piece suite. They had a, an urn to make tea. and But talk about happy. Mother of God. Every one of them played an instrument. <laughs> Piano, accordion, guitars, <laughs> bell run, spoons. <laughs> one fella had two sticks and he was banging them together. <laughs> and it, the crack was 90.
1: Last year, did you have a heart attack last year?
0: Me? Yeah. No. He didn't. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know, would you call it a heart attack? I was working one day, mowing grass, and I just got shot taken. Right. I breathing and I got dizzy.
1: Last year, is it? Yeah,
0: yeah, last October, 12 months. Right. I went to my doctor and he says to me, um, you may go home and pack a oh. bag. I said, oh, God, no. Oh, man. no. And he said, yeah, he said, unfortunately, he said, Peter you're gonna have to have a pacemaker. Okay. Now, absolutely fantastic. He got on to a surgeon, and I was rushed to Dublin, Mm. St. James's, in an ambulance, and uh, they fitted a pacemaker. Now when I, you could have hit me between the eyes with a hammer, when someone said a pacemaker. I thought, my God almighty.
1: Why, yeah.
0: But if you've seen the people, I was number seven on that day to get a pacemaker. But I haven't looked back. I haven't looked back.
1: Did you have, obviously, blockages?
0: No, I hadn't. I, they didn't <clears throat> put stents or nothing like that. Right. What it was, there's a pump in your heart, Yeah. and it wasn't pumping enough. So now I'm wired up. I'm hybrid, <laughs> as my grandson says. <laughs> I love that. I'm wired up, Praise, yeah. and um, it gives the pump an assistance. To pump round the heart,
1: and has it did it make you think differently? Would it have had any kind of effect on you where you thought, God? Well, it
0: it makes <laughs> it makes you appreciate a little bit more. You know, I love my family; I always did. But uh, you kind of, you know, you say you say to yourself, this could have been the end of the line, you know. But thank God, it isn't, and I can still enjoy my family. And it...
1: are you happy, Peter? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Have you ever been happier?
0: I've been. <laughs> Influence, but drink. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I'm never. I'm happy. I'm a happy man. I have a lovely family. I have lovely grandchildren. I have a new grandchild, John. He's nine, seven months. Right. I love them all to bits. I had him this morning.
1: Ah. Uh, but your accent here, you're not originally from Mullingar, are no, you? No,
0: no. I'm from Born in London. What yes, I'm here 48 years.
1: You married an Irish Married
0: a, an Irish Colleen. <laughs> ah, yes, she's lovely.
1: Did you meet her in London?
0: I met her in London. I was, I was driving a taxi. Ah. And I brought her, I knew her friend. They were going to a wedding. So I just said, Could I meet her after the wedding? I'd collect you after the wedding. Yeah. That's how it went. <laughs> Never so looked back.
1: Did you ask her out there and then?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I knew she was the right one. God almighty, she was brilliant. She so. still is a lovely, lovely person. Very caring woman. Yeah. Very, very caring. She wouldn't say no to anybody.
1: Would so. you not have stayed in London?
0: Uh, No, I don't, I tell you, when we had our first child, things changed so much. You become a daddy, and you care more, you you have more responsibility. There's none of us perfect, don't get me wrong. But there was an element of people, I lived in a lovely place called Chiswick. Mm -hmm. But there's an element of people, I didn't like the way they were going on. Plus, my wife, her brother, her sister had come home. And she wanted more or less to be here. And I said, if you want to go home, there's no problem. So we saved up, got a job on the buildings with my brother-in-law, who helped me terrifically. And uh, we got the price of a house, a deposit of the house, and we come home. I never looked back. 1970s or...? 1971. Right. 72, sorry.
1: In a way, when you came back, well, not when, you, when your wife came back, did you find it, the culture here very
0: different Absolutely. I found the money different. It was very hard, but you, money's not everything. Money can't buy happiness. Mm. You know, I, We struggled, absolutely. But we got we survived. I had a job, thanks be to God. And I was just, no, more than anybody else. Times were hard years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, Did
1: you find it hard to fit in when you came back?
0: No. People no. accepted me. You get the old slack. You know, you're a blow and you're a runner and... What would you know about Mullingar? Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, you take all that. But no people were, it, generally, people were fantastic. I tell you, being a lorry driver, I used to go to the docks every day and I'd be mingling with the dubs And Lord bless us and save us. <laughs> they are unread. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah they're the, the characters, I suppose.
0: Keeps oh, you. characters, yeah. characters. I'll give you one example. We were talking one day. And one of the fellas, they used to call him Elvis, because he was always singing Elvis songs. (laughs) He was talking away there, talking away, and he was talking about old times. And I said, well, I remember when I was small. Now, Jesus, Peter, you mean young. You were never small.